You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Hey, ponchos and ponchettes. Welcome to the episode 71 of the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast. And I am Pimp Cron, as you may be guessing right now in your armchairs, your car, your bus, your train station, your classroom, your workstation, wherever it is that you are listening to this. We are talking about a lot of different things tonight, and what would those things be? Number one, we're talking about uh, Sisters of Battle and what we think of them at the Shorehammer Real Talk Roundtable that we had. We are also discussing Want That or Want That Not with McStorman, the Rohan Palisade, which is a terrain piece uh, for Lord of the Rings, and we decide whether or not we want that or we don't want that. And finally, we have Real Talk with the Pimpcron and McStorman, and we discuss the ethical dilemma of China Cast: to buy or not to buy. And that is what is going on tonight. What has been going on with me? Well, uh, I've been working a lot on reformatting the rulebook for brutality for print, and that's been a lot of fun. Instead of just a paragraph, each faction's getting a full page now of um, important people, backstory, how they do things, army colors, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we are also reworking the way that the book is laid out because um, I want it to be easier to read and more friendly to new people. I've uh, had some feedback that, you know, some things just aren't like where you're looking for them sort of thing, and I'm fixing that. And I just finished the very first solo slash co-op mission for Brutality, and it's very exciting because I, at my heart, in my past, I've always been a solo gamer long before I made, I mean, I... I met Warhammer, and um, I still play Warhammer solo, and I play Brutality solo. So this is pretty cool that um, it's the Sanctuary of the Mad Moss King, and uh, you're just fighting this guy and trying to free captives. But it's pretty cool because of the AI in it. And um, I'm beginning to learn that I feel like AI is best when it is mission-specific and not just general AI. I mean, general AI is fine as a stopgap measure, but um, the way that these are going to be, it's going to be a, a further marriage of RPG and wargame in brutality, and it will be more, it's not going to be an RPG, but it will have a lot more narrative elements to it, and this is the beginning of that. The goal would be that you eventually have um, a whole booklet of different narrative missions that you can play with a friend, against a friend, or by yourself in a narrative campaign, and I'm very excited about that. So we just released that on Facebook today, and um what else? I played a game of Gene Stealer Cults versus Chaos Space Marines this last week, and it was one mistake. I was winning by points the entire game, and one mistake that cost me the game at the very, very end. I was going to win, uh, like, 20... I think it was 24 to 12 or something like that. If I had not made the one mistake... I should have pulled my Aberrant out of close combat on the last turn in order to save him, but unfortunately I did not do that. I was not thinking, and that literally cost me the game, and uh, that is unfortunate. It was still a good game, but uh, it was, it was, I was winning the entire game, and in the very end, I was like, oh, well, you know, I outnumber him two to one, and that final combat, he was able to kill that Aberrant. I'm like, ugh, drives me nuts. But, uh, you know, I'll learn from it, and that's that's why you always need to ask yourself exactly what you did wrong in every single battle, even when you won the game. So, that is uh, what I've been up to, and uh, 
I realize that this is the episode right before Christmas, so uh, Merry Christmas to everybody if you celebrate that. And uh, as always, I really appreciate everybody listening to the show, and I appreciate the Patreon subscribers that help support the show. So, happy holidays, everybody, and let's get this episode going. Want that or want that not? This is another edition of Want That or Want That Not. Today, I am joined by my longtime friend, Mick Storman. Hi. How's it going, Mick Storman? Uh, pretty good. Well, today I've got a piece of terrain for us to look at, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited about it. I don't know if this is new. I've never seen it before. So I'm assuming this might be a new terrain set, but it's called the Rohan Watchtower and Palisades. Hmm. Now, I'm pretty sure this is probably uh, Lord of the Rings, because I don't think it's... Rohan sounds like a Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah, it does. So why don't you go ahead and give us a description of exactly what the Rohan Watchtower and Palisades is? Well, like it. They, they use... It's almost like primitive... Um... Uh, a fence. It's all cut down trees, mm-hmm. um, and they're they have little they're pointy at the top, and um, they're it's just like you would ever imagine a fortress being built out of trees, like Jamestown, Jamestown or exactly. or any of those things. It's very simple, um, and I, I like it because it seems like painting it would be also very simple. Oh yeah, especially when it comes to terrain. I'm sure no one wants to spend forever painting terrain. They'd rather be you know spending time painting your miniatures, but um, also. I like this. Also, line of sight blocking terrain is a big thing, mm-hmm. and uh, this is awesome line of sight blocking terrain. Mm-hmm. It's, what, probably four inches, five inches tall? Yeah. And um, it looks to be a couple feet of, of wall. I don't know how many feet, but... Well, I like it, too, because they have the platforms behind the wall where you, you yep. have range attack, and they could still be under line of sight, wouldn't they? Because when it covers part of their body, does yep. that count? So they could still fire. In different, in different modes of 40K, yeah. that counts, but yeah. And they have um, a little watchtower, too, as well. It's behind. That's even taller. Maybe, you know, six inches taller. Something like that, yeah. And um, I can't tell what's up there. It looks like a cage of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a prisoner cage or something. But uh, this is $65. Now, $65 is a little pricey. But honestly, you could build a pretty sweet fort. If you bought two of these... Yeah, you could have a perfect square. Yeah, have a perfect square. And like we said, this is just really, really cool-looking... Uh, terrain. It's even got a gate in one part of it. It comes with a bunch of ladders for you to get up on the palisades. Um, I mean, this would work if you were doing like a, um, even like a medieval yeah. game or Age of Sigmar. Or, or if you land on a planet with no technology and you, absolutely. Had to, you had to use the best what you had to make a stronghold. Yes. So, I mean, honestly, the what were you saying earlier about uh, fantasy and futuristic terrain? Oh, yeah. It's most, I mean, if you're going on... Uh, if you're going on a plane area, you go not every plane's going to have technology on it. Yeah. Where you have easy access to build stuff. And sometimes you're going to have to use the materials and resources of that land to create a stronghold. And I like this type of battles because to me it's more realistic because it's just not, you're not always going to have the best of the best armor or best of the best shelters to protect yourself. So honestly, in my opinion, $65 is about right for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a steal. I don't think it's super overpriced. I think it's a decent price well, for it. I like it too, cause like I mentioned before about the painting, it seems like it'd be very simple. It's just oh, yeah. brown, uh, you got the shaded areas, uh, boom, and it's pretty much done. And yeah. Like I said, no one wants to spend forever painting terrain. And like I said, line of sight blocking is amazing mm-hmm. because, you know, you physically cannot be shot if they can't see you. Yep. So it's it's different from getting cover or whatever. You literally cannot be seen. 
So this, even if you did not make a fort out of this and you just use some of these wall segments to just provide line of sight blocking, yeah. I mean, it's it's so cool. I'm sure there'd be have there'd be no issue with you making it a straight line either. Instead of making it a corner, yeah, you know, putting it together in a straight line. Um, so I'm totally. This is totally a want that for me. Yeah, I like it. I, I like I like it a lot. I would I would get that as well. It also looks like it'd be really easy to store. If you don't glue yeah, that lay, corner, like almost like you lay it flat. Yeah, lay flat on top of each other. And I would not glue those ladders on, so that these things can be clustered up in like a pallet or yep. whatever, so you can store them really easily. Mm-hmm. And you just keep the ladders off to the side. When you want to use them, you can magnetize them. I was going to say, why don't you just magnetize even the platforms? You yep. can magnetize that too as well. That yeah. just occurred to me. Yeah. So I work. I think this is a pretty cool set. Yeah, and if you buy it over time, you say you just buy a bunch of them every once in a while. Over time, you have so much that you can make all kinds of stuff with yep. it. Yep. Yeah, you could have an awesome, like I said, Jamestown-style yeah. fort. That would mm-hmm. be awesome. Um, so it's definitely a want that for me. It's a want that for you as well? Yeah, uh, yes, as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And easy to paint, as yes, you were saying. That's, that's my biggest thing. Yep. Now, here's an idea. All right, something positive now. What does everyone think of the new sisters? New rules, new models? Any? Hold on, anybody? I love the Exorcist, but the, the 3D3 is great, but the profile went down. They're only AP minus three. They're not AP minus four anymore. And their points went up. I think it's about 40 points. And they've lost the ability to get the buffed up invuln. Because the uh, the buffing shield of faith auras only work on infantry now, so you can't you can't buff them up to their invulns. You can't um, you can't do the AP minus four, so you ignore power armor things like that. But granted, three D three is amazing. I love the models. I think the whole box is going to be great. I think they're a solid like upper middle tier power army. I mean, they're no space, but we're not going down that rabbit hole. Oh, I think they're going to be great. Like they're gonna they're gonna fit perfectly into the imperial suit meta that you see around now. You're gonna have a nice battalion of sisters, pretty well spread out. I think a lot of uh, different people can take that. What else, What about the other problem of tough three marines though? Don't care. At nine points a model, they're nine points a model, and they have a and they have a, and they have a built-in invuln that you can buff up, so they can you can buff yeah you can buff it up to a four up. Because they're infantry, so any of the power armor models, sure they're T3, but you can take them in squads of up to 15. You can auto pass morale basically with miracle dice. Um, you know, you've got pretty decent leadership. You're gonna have a ton of bolters. I think their biggest issue is going to be against vehicle heavier armies, because your only option is Melta. I mean, rules notwithstanding, I'm super jazzed about the models. Every single one of them is gorgeous. I'm gonna be painting the dog crap out of them. We'll probably be seeing them next year. Me just paint. Oops, scary stuff happening at Oops All Sisters. But um, I just dude, the way they're going to play is going to be so much different. They're not going to be Iron Hands. They're not going to be Salamanders. They're not going to be, they're going to be their own thing. They're going to be like low toughness, decent save. They're going to take the middle of the board just to dare you to come and get them because they have such great short range fire. So they're just going to be a really neat, different way to play, which is great. Go ahead. So uh, I, you know, uh, I'm used to playing a lot of Space Wolves, and I sit there with my wolf, and I'm like, I'm going to destroy whatever I fight. I went up against the Sisters. This is Beta Codex with those double Inferno pistols and just watched. They're gone. All of my wolf, and the 250 points to, like, 150-point model. They're going to have that, that, that threat that you're talking about with these really good Meltas that are, like, right there and can move, which, yes, to, to, uh, to go against your argument, those Sisters can move how far with the Seraphim? 
12. Yeah, so that's the odd. So, yeah, they'll be they'll be able to do a lot, I think. Jay, he's got something. Hold on. And he can't forget about the archival counter charge dropping out, what, nine attacks a model if you got a priest there for two CP? Now it's time for Real Talk with Pimp Cron. Today's Real Talk with the Pimp Cron is joined by our friend Just James. Fuck you. <laughs> This is Nick Storman. This is Nick Storman. And, uh... Ran his ass over. He's done. <laughs> uh, so, we want to discuss exactly the, uh, would you say the ethics behind recasts? Yes. Is it, um, morally acceptable in the Warhammer community to buy secondhand products from China Cast? Like, so, um... Items. So, first off, if anybody doesn't know what it is, there's two phrases that come to mind, China cast and Russia cast. They don't give a shit about your IP. So, uh, but this is a big deal because in our hobby, okay, so I don't have to explain to you that this hobby is really expensive, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You're buying 10 models for 50 bucks. Oh, guess what? You need 60 of those models. Like, that's a lot of money. Yep. So, um, but a lot of people will turn to China cast or Russia cast because it is literally 80% off retail. Now, it's usually resin and not plastic, but in general, the detail is pretty good. Yeah. It's, you know, um, resin tends to warp when it's really thin. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people will get sprues of stuff and the, the sprue is really warped, but you can generally make it work. Okay. Um, what do you think about it? Like, like, what's your opinion of GW and their pricing well, to begin with? It's, it's hard because it's almost like the topic about supporting your game shop. Uh-huh. Where you need to support a game shop, and you shop there because it keeps the game shop alive. And same thing with the company. If you like the company, you should buy from the company, and it you know it, it keeps the hence they make more money, and they come up more products. Sure, you know that, that aspect of it, I, I, I'm like I understand 100. percent But it's also part of me is where if you're really strapped for cash, but you really want to play and have something nice to play with, and you just say that you had a bad year, you got laid off, mm-hmm. um, your job went down in the toilet, but you want to keep playing the hobby then hey there's a product that's 80 percent cheaper and it's almost exactly the same thing i i i feel for the the, the almost like the common man like you can't yeah. afford it like go for it because it's like you don't want to deter people like oh i quit this i quit i sold all my warhammer things because i can't afford it anymore yeah you know this will keep you playing because it's more affordable Although a lot of people would argue, uh, this is just a counterpoint, a lot of people would argue that this is an expensive hobby and why are you in it if you can't afford it? Yeah, well, it's, I don't think it's that expensive. If you, a lot of your things, if you buy uh, handoffs, like, for example, if you're getting out of Warhammer... Hand jobs? <laughs> yeah, the hand jobs. <laughs> why is it? Oh, it's always sex with you. <laughs> you're obsessed with it. Anyway. I just thought you said when you buy hand jobs. I didn't realize. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, with people, you could, you could buy a lot of stuff online used. A lot cheaper than buying brand new. Sure. So, so you could actually afford it if you buy everything used, or if, if you're happy with the paint job, just buy buy something that's already painted. That's somebody you know. Anyway, what I'm saying that is that buying that stuff it, it can be affordable, but here's an argument: is buying from eBay or buying from another friend mm-hmm. is that just as bad as buying recasts? Because because GW does not make any, any of that money, money. On it. from just like uh, GameStop. Yep. The same same. Well, no, I don't think that's not nothing wrong with that because it gets people into the hobby. If anything, it makes you want. Oh, I want to buy more. Sure. My friend hasn't had that, 
but it's really cool terrain I saw in Game Workshop that I want to buy because it looks so awesome. Sure, yeah. And also, when you buy stuff second second hand, it doesn't come with all the extra bits and yeah. the weapons and the, all I kinda that. Think, I kind of think that's a weak argument because that's everything in life. A car. Like, you're buying a car from a personal person, you know, it's, it's life. Do you they can't... make recast cars? That'd no. be awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're selling your own personal truck, yeah, the yeah, dealer's yeah. not making money off of that. So that's just, that's just life. That's life. You can't circumvent that. That's, that's... This one, specifically, you're going out of your way to buy from a a person that's ripping off copyright material, yeah, and you're buying it from them at a fraction of the price. So that's the dilemma. So I think if you are GW and you're the one that spends the millions of dollars in research and development yeah. and and production and all that, clearly the answer is recast are assholes because they're taking all of your work they're, and they're reproducing yeah. it for a fraction of the cost. They're, they're taking molds of what you made and yep, you know, see, it's theirs. Yep, or they change the name of it just to get around the copyright. I doubt they even do that. They just yeah. don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, now, admittedly, though, the quality of the models being usually being resin is mm-hmm. not quite as good yeah. as the plastic. You know, like, if you but buy I, it from GW, yeah. it's a good quality model kit. But I think it's only a matter of time before they start making it the same quality. If, if they get enough business to go, well, we'll just make it the same exact true quality and then take their customers away. Yeah, that's true. At some point, I'm saying it's, you know anytime soon, but I could see it happening where it's identical. And also, here's another thing: you you were right to bring up the whole um, uh, support your store thing because when you're buying recasts, you are not buying that from your local store. No. So not only are you screwing the company that you like to play their game, you're also screwing the local store who can't sell recasts. Yeah. See, that's the thing about Warhammer is so difficult because. You can only buy so much stuff before you run out of room, literally, because this stuff takes up a lot of space. Yeah. So how can you keep selling a product and have the space allotted for this these merchandise? That's one genius thing about magic cards. Magic, you got to keep buying magic cards because there's type two and type one. Yeah. And you get or there's the what's that tournaments they play the emperor tournament where you. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking. Anyway, about. Anyway, that forces you to keep buying cards. Yep. Because in order to play the game or being up to date with the magic cards like shorthand shorthand warhammer <laughs> is that you're like there's no there's no reason to buy new miniatures if you don't want to buy new miniatures you're happy with the armies and it's true you're good to go they need to come up with a system where you're almost not forced to buy new stuff no no don't bring that up <laughs> no but something else would keep you engage in buying they do because what they do is they make new models and give them really cool rules and then people are like oh i want to play with that model but then how long how, how, how much can you do that i mean at some point what it could be a freaking 500 different models of different rules yeah, yeah they're they've been cranking them out like but crazy, how do you keep dude. it how do you keep track of that it's insane i don't know and honestly that's been one of my arguments too is they make so many that what do you do about it yeah exactly um, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. Now they have slowly been phasing things out. Some of their oldest stuff, like famously Tomb Kings and Bretonia got quote unquote axed from Age of Sigmar. Complete armies. Well, that, that also sucks too. What if you have all your investment in those armies and you oh, discontinued them? There's a lot of people pissed off about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm still playing anyway. Screw you guys. And I actually have a Tomb Kings army and yeah. a Bretonia army. So I'm like, no, I'm playing it anyway. So I don't care. But in a made a tournament, you couldn't play them then, right? Uh, it depends on the tournament. Like um, actually for um, Shorehammer, we allow the 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 old armies. Oh, oh, if okay. you want to. Yeah. The problem is they don't get any new rules. Yeah. It's, so it's, slowly the other armies will get better. Yeah, and then you're yeah. going to be pointless um, at that point. But um, yeah, some tournaments still allow the old armies. Yep. So, but do you think how much of an asshole thing? So obviously, I think the moral thing 
if we're talking about ethics, mm-hmm. the moral thing to do is not buy recast because you're supporting your local store and you're supporting the company that gives you a game that you love, right? Yeah, and it could keep cranking out sure. more content. The more money they make, the more they're going to like money, yep. and the more they're going to s- put out more things for you to like, and the more things they pump out, the more people will get into the game, which means you have a bigger community, mm-hmm. and they continue to make more money. So exactly. the whole thing, if you buy it from GW and your local store, everybody wins. Except your wallet. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking when it comes down, because we're living in a free society where you could buy anything from anyone you want. Yeah. So if you... If you want to buy from another company, that's your right to buy from that other company, even if it is a knockoff version. Of um, that. My understanding is it's not Ill- now. I might be wrong, mm-hmm. but my understanding is it's not illegal to buy recast. Mm-hmm. It's not illegal to sell recast. It's illegal to make recast. Yeah. Because you could accidentally sell. I've bought stuff on eBay before that I'm kind of fifty fifty if it was a recast. Yeah. You don't know. You know. Sometimes Forge World. Forge World does only resin stuff, mm-hmm. and that's GW's high-end product. Yep. Um, and, of course, recasts for those are really popular because Forge World's so... Forge World is double the price of GW, mm-hmm. like, per model. Like, it's it's Jeez. way expensive. And um, so uh, it's very famous for people to recast Forge World things. So if you buy a second-hand Forge World thing on eBay, you look at it and you're like, eh, I don't know if that's recast or not. Yeah. So how could you get in trouble for selling or buying something you don't know? What if the seller doesn't know it's recast? No, you know? I, I don't think you can. I think yeah. it's the sole purpose of you making money off of something that you made and you purposely, yes. your intent was to purposely steal. Yes. Because it's stealing. You're stealing their idea or, and then selling it as your own. I think it's only illegal if you're making it. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, going back to the whole, I just also feel for someone that's really strapped for cash and they, they desperately want to play they just cannot afford it they just can't why should they have to suffer true and they could just go buy something really quick or do every once in a while they buy from and another thing like i said the quality is not quite as good and they don't come with instructions Mm -hmm. the gw stuff comes with instructions so it makes it more difficult so in a way they are kind of paying Mm -hmm. the price because (laughs) pay to play because it's they don't get instructions Mm -hmm. and the quality is not quite as good yeah so you know but if we're talking ethics, obviously the right thing to do is support the company in your local store. But then, like you said, the wallet. Okay, I got four kids. You got two, right? We got yeah. bills to pay, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, what do you... How do you... So, if you go up to your wife and you're like, hey, I want to buy this $70 truck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or I could buy it for 20 bucks on from a recaster. Your wife is going to be like, hey, FGW, buy it from the recaster. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we got yeah, bills to pay. It's not as good as the other truck, but it'll, it'll get us through. Yes. And, of course, your wife, not giving a crap, mm-hmm. is going to be like, buy the cheaper one. Who cares? Yep. So, how do you justify that to your wife going, hey, I want to, in theory, support my local store and support yeah. the game I love and pay quadruple the price? You know what the game workshop can do to combat that? They should have two different types of miniatures that you can buy: the cheaper version and oh. the more expensive version. Just like uh, you go to Walmart, they got the Walmart brand of cereal, oh. and then they got the name brand of cereal. If they did that, they, they could probably be surprised. Like, oh, some people can't afford the more expensive one, but they could afford the cheaper plastic material and you then know, buy that instead. You know, in a way, Dan, and that would that would that would take all competition away from intellectual competition because they couldn't. Because then you're, stu- you're basically selling the same thing that they're going to sell. 
at the same price. Now you're selling it. You have control over it. You know, in a way, they're already doing that. And I just realized this. They've been starting to make um, easy build kits where you don't get all the bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. You don't get all the weapon options. Uh You don't get all the bits. You don't get... But these are models that are essentially two pieces. You snap them together, done. And they are at a much cheaper price point. And they sell them in little boxes of like five dudes or three dudes. And they're meant to just bulk out your army without having to buy a $70 box of something. Yeah. And in a way, they are kind of doing that because the plastic is still just fine. I mean, it's still good quality. Yeah. But you don't get all the extra stuff to make them unique. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a way, I guess they are kind of doing that. So, Mm. uh, there's some whole armies, like Night Haunt is almost exclusively easy build. Almost everything. Yeah, it's like all one piece, basically. It's two pieces, snap them together, glue them. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no... But that's only Night Haunt, though. You know, sure. Does every, yeah. every one like that? No. They have little boxes of, like, troops, easy build, for mm-hmm. just about every army. Not not quite all of them, but... Yeah. And in a way, like you said, if you're strung up for cash, then you can start buying that stuff. And yeah. it's not you every could. unit. It's not every, you know... Yeah. The good stuff you still have to pay the full price for. But that's actually an interesting point that you made. And they're kind of doing that. Or make the same exact models that you buy, but what make one out of the resin, re- resin and make one out of the... What's the other material? Oh, plastic. Plastic. Yeah. And you could just choose, like, okay, well, I can't really afford this. I'll buy the plastic version of the... Uh, the was resin more expensive? Resin's more expensive. Yeah, so I'll buy plastic versus resin. Uh, you know, it just yeah. it gives you the option. At least you go, you know what, I can't afford that. I'll buy the, this well, stuff. Well, actually, I think resin is cheaper, but plastic... Okay, hold on. Yeah, I always get so, to Because Forge more. World, the prop, the weird thing is that Forge World makes resin models only. They don't do plastic, uh-huh. but they're way more price than GW's plastic. So it's kind of like I don't know which one's actually cheaper. I think resin is cheaper than plastic, hmm. but not entirely sure. But anyway, you, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Whatever the cheaper material is, make it a cheaper price, but you don't get all the bells and whistles. Yeah, just like cars have different options. You could get this. You get the stock car, which costs twenty five thousand base price, or get up to the forty two thousand with all the bells and whistles. Yep. I think they should do the same same thing. So, what's your ultimate verdict? Okay, we've already covered that it's obviously ethical to support the game in the store, but what do you personally feel about people using recast? I, I think it's ethical. I think it's fine because people people do it all the time. If you think about the things, the products you buy, like I go to one store and hey, this camera costs two hundred bucks. Or I could go to the other store that has the same camera but it's on sale for 50, 50% off. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same thing. They're like a lot cheaper. They have a better deal going on. And you're going to another store buying it. And I don't know if GW would ever do this. But that you could argue that if you start, if you stop buying from GW and mm-hmm. start buying recasts, mm-hmm. then the GW prices, if their sales start hurting, they'd They'll have to lower prices. prices. And that's capitalism. Yep. So, I mean... Force cynical. Wow, we're charging way too much money. And they are. I mean, the markup on the stuff is pretty high. Yeah. Um, but it's I'm so because you know, you know, we run businesses and things like that, yeah. and you do feel for them because you, do. you absolutely do because the I can't I don't even know how many hundreds of people I don't know if it's thousands or hundreds, but GW hires a lot of people mm. in their distribution, their production, their stores, their design, their all that stuff, and they've got distribution all around the world, and I mean, so the amount of, just think about HR, like, how much do they pay insurance? (laughs) You know, like, they've got a ton of, so they they do, they do charge premium prices, but they are still the best models out there. Like, they they still are. 
Now, there's a game called Malifaux, which arguably has better de- uh, details in their models, but it's a skirmish game. It's not a massive war game like Warhammer. Yeah, just like um, uh, King- uh, Kingdom Death's got really detailed miniatures. Oh, yeah? They're Are they GW gorgeous. level? Oh, I think they're better. Oh. But is it a skirmish game? Uh, it's a skirmish game, yeah, yes. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's. I think GW is really the only game in town with this level of quality. Um, Mantic has uh, pretty good quality. Their quality is getting better and better every year, but they're still not quite yeah. GW. So your final verdict is that you think it's okay to buy because of capitalism reasons. Yeah, I think you, you have Free a right market. as a consumer. Like, hey, this, this other person selling this at a fraction of the price. Well, let's do it. Okay, what about talking about the friendly local gaming store? Mm-hmm. What about them? I would certainly have more sympathy for them than GW on the recast issue. I would, I would too, uh, as well. But I mean, then again, like, say that the store doesn't have the, the the product that you need, and this guy over here has it. Well, guess where I'm going to go? Yeah. A lot of times, I want to wait two months for or a week to get something. I want it now. And as you're right as a consumer, if I want something now, I'm going to go. If you don't have it, I'm going somewhere else. Sure. Um, you know, this actually, my personal opinion has always been that. Um, if you were to buy a recast, I feel like it's the most ethical out of all the options. I mean, if, if you're going to buy recast, try to stick to things that your friendly local gaming store can't sell you. Yeah. A lot of them can't sell Forge World mm-hmm. because that's like a separate company from GW, even though it's like the same company. Yeah. And if you're worried about screwing your local gaming store, then buy models from recasters that they can't sell you. Yeah. And Forge World is already ridiculously premium priced. I mean, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, you're talking about the economics of it. Well, guess what? Guess what, asshole? If you're going to raise your prices super, super high, some people are going to go elsewhere yeah, and get it for cheaper. They just can't afford it. You yeah. Know, it's, it's just, it's not, it's like food. You're going to mark up food so high, like, well, I'm going to get food somewhere else. It's a lot cheaper. Or, or start buying the store brand, like you said, yeah, or, or store whatever. store brand version, exactly. Yep. And, like, <laughs> one thing you could do, if you, if, you really feel, if you really feel guilty about buying this China cast stuff, what's it called where you, where you, like, cut down a forest and you got to, like, have a... <laughs> yeah. You got to plant trees somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, reforestation. Yeah, you got to do something like that. So if you buy from China cast, go, like, well, then next month I'll buy something from GW or buy two paints. There you go. Just, I mean, just to offset. What what is that called? Not not the. Uh, it's kind of like reparations, but it's uh, like I forgot what's called. like the buffer. How was it called? They're doing it right down the street from you, right right here. Where they're they're building a um wetland that that wetland yeah There's a company because they built something and they got to have an offset of yeah they're like car, like like nature preserve they're or buying something credits that. or something like that yeah same thing you could do if you really feel guilty. Make it up to GW, write him a sorry letter, and <laughs> offer to massage your feet or something. Give him a little baggie of your tears. Or promote, or, or, or something simply maybe pr- promote their product. Tell people, you know, do something like, hey, promote it more. You're right. You could, like, start a podcast, a really awesome podcast, simply about their war game, yeah, right? Just like we're doing. Right yeah. Here. And you could have, like, your friends on. 9% and... of, uh, um, uh, what's your freaking name again? Pimpcron? Pimpcron. Holy crap. <laughs> what is a stupid name, by the way. <laughs> anyway, like Pimpcron, nine percent of his stuff's trying to cast, so he feels really guilty. Oh so he yeah, created his, he created his podcast, and <laughs> actually, you know what's funny is, you know what's funny is, um, I don't even do China cast because f those guys too. I actually get really soft wax mm-hmm. and mold all my miniatures out oh, of that. That's yeah, a good idea. It's smart. You just mm-hmm. gotta keep them refrigerated between games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really good idea. <laughs> so, uh, 
ultimately, so ultimately, your verdict is you think it's a free market, and you know GW is going to have to deal with it. I'm a, I'm a survivalist. Got to do what you got to do. What you got to do to survive. Yeah, fake it till you make it. And I agree with you. You definitely. I agree with you to a portion mm-hmm. to a, to a degree. I think that if you're going to do it, then keep in mind your friendly local gaming store. Like you said, don't buy all your stuff from them. Mm-hmm. Buy one thing from a recaster and then buy one or two things from GW in your local store. Yeah. Because if you don't support your local store, it's not going to be there to play. Period. And ultimately, even though GW is a huge company, ultimately, if you don't support GW, it will also not be around. Or so, if you believe in natural selection where if a species goes extinct, that's just part of life and then if a store closes down it's meant to be then the new store raises from the ashes mm. maybe even better yeah no <laughs> probably not that's that sounds like wishful thinking I know. yeah it closed down another one to be built out in its place it's true even better yeah with free candy what, canes with metallia, every if you don't like the store just burn it down see, <laughs> see if something better comes out of it no i don't mean that as well but i'm just saying yeah, ultimately, it's kind of a dick move, mm-hmm. but there's economic things involved. Like like you said, if you can't afford it, you can't. And it's it's ultimately on your conscience, I guess. Well, even the argument where you say, well, people, well, you shouldn't be playing this, you, you shouldn't be in this hobby anyway if it's too expensive for you to play. I'm like, well, that's not fair. There's people that, you know, that there's things in life they want to, like, ride a car to work, but, oh, I can't afford it because my, like, well, you know, some things you, you want to have to, that would be like, to feel human. That would be like, oh, I want to drive a car, but I don't have the money. And then everyone makes it illegal to buy cheap cars. Yes. Like, well, it's like, well, no, you should be driving a car then. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to drive to work. Like, Storman, if you, if you can't afford a $40,000 car, then just fuck off. You don't get a car. <laughs> Here's a bicycle. <laughs> See, that might work in the city, though. Yeah. Because transportation, you know, free transportation. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a murky topic. Because I've heard, I've seen a lot of arguments on both sides. What's funny that the people that hate on GW will quickly defend them too. It's weird. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a brother. Like you hate your brother, but you would defend them no matter what. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird. Um, Stock- I would not Stockholm syndrome. That's what it is. <laughs> GW's got everyone by the freaking neck, and it got a gun to your head. In a way, yeah. Buy um, from us. Like, oh, he's so wonderful. But you know what? Too here's an, here's one last point. Years ago, GW was very, very unlikable. They did a lot of terrible things that were not smart, and they were not likable. Now, GW has gone so far out of their way to be friendly and receptive and likable, and they've brought back so many things that were fan favorites that they ignored for 20 years, and they have uh, fomented a lot of goodwill with the customers. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, yes, they're a giant corporation. Yes, their stuff is overpriced. But they are much more likable by head and shoulders. They're way more likable than they were in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for being on. And ultimately, you say it's free market capitalism. You mm-hmm. do what you want and GW will adapt. And I say, I agree with you, except please keep in mind your friendly local gaming store. If not, also keep in mind GW because they have been much, much better in recent years. Mm-hmm. So try to just yeah, keep in mind. It's kind of a gray area. It's hard. It's hard. It I, is. Just do what you think is right and then just go with it i think by and large most people like to support their friendly local gaming store and most people support gw and that's cool there's always going to be some people that buy china cast and that's just whatever i mean it's it is what it is there's also a lot of gaming stores that shun it heavily like if like oh it's recast you can't play that in the store so uh, if you're gonna buy recast make sure they're good recast so no one knows yeah 
All right. Thanks again for being on McStorman. Yeah, man. See you later. See ya.